0: The season of celebrating is approaching, and for many businesses, it's also their season of selling. Think Black Friday, Cyber Monday, end of year sales. So how do you create customers without being salesy? Welcome to episode seven of Content Catalyst. I'm your host, Deb Zabo, and in today's episode, I want to share with you five ways to sell without being salesy. Now, you might be listening to this and think, but Deb, I'm I'm not a salesperson, I'm a lawyer, I'm a business coach, I'm a winemaker, whatever, fill in the blanks. However, I'm sorry to say, if you're in business, you're in sales. But yet, many of us struggle with this label. So how can you generate revenue and make people want to buy from you? Well, without being salesy. Um, firstly, let's look at why people buy what motivates people to buy. And the first thing is solving a problem. I know that sounds really obvious, but the primary reason why people buy something is because they want to solve a problem. It could be just a simple practical issue like uh, their dryer is broken and it's the middle of winter and they need to dry the kids' clothes for school the next day. So it is very practical to go out and uh, replace the dryer. The other reason that people buy is because they're just meeting the basic needs or wants. So if you think about things like food, clothing, shelter, the other reason that people buy is emotional satisfaction. So a lot of the time when we do buy, it is based on emotion and we associate positive emotions with uh, certain purchases because it can bring us excitement, it can bring us happiness. I think of like if I go and get a massage or a pedicure, it's like a sense of reward uh, and and that feeling of um, endorphin afterwards to go, oh, look how pretty my toes are. So the other reason people buy is status and uh, or identity. So if you think about why people buy certain cars, it's they want to align themselves with um, a certain lifestyle or a group um, to signal success. Um, social influence also comes into this. So people will buy based on um, what those around them are doing. So for example, your friends and family all have a certain product, therefore that you have to go out and buy one as well. And this is why things like group um, selling parties are very powerful because often people will see one person buying some um, doTERRA oils and then everyone else has to buy uh, them as well. So there's a sense of missing out um, if and not fitting in uh, if they're not buying something as well. Um, And I often see this when people come to wineries, if their whole group is buying, then there's a sense of, oh, I must buy something as well. Perceived value. This is a really interesting one because when something is on sale, this is where people often will react um, to they see something uh, has a higher value um, versus the cost. So uh, I think about uh, I went to Kmart recently and they had um, some black gum boots there. For, and right, right in the middle of the center of the store, they'll often have a rack of clearance items, and um, you know they'll have things for like two dollars. And you think for two dollars, I'd be mad not to buy something. And um, like I said, I saw some black gum boots there recently, and I'm like, surely I should buy these you know, gumboots, they're going to come in handy at some stage in my life. And they're only $2. Uh, I didn't buy them because I was, you know, conscious of going, I don't need it. The other reason people buy is convenience. So think about last time you went and around the corner and, and bought some takeaway food Uh that cost you, you know, fifty dollars when you know that you could duck down the supermarket and spend ten dollars and um, make the same curry, for example. So people essentially are willing to pay for products or services if they think it's going to make their life easier or save them time. Trust and credibility is the other reason why people buy. And if you think about when you've purchased something without too much thought on. Oh, not even too much thought, too much uh, shopping around because they uh, bought something because they were recommended it. I think about when I buy my um, mobile phone, when I upgrade my mobile phone, I buy an iPhone because I just trust that I know how to use it. I know that the features are what I want in a phone. And I know there are plenty of other great cam- like cameras in phones uh, with other brands, but I have this trust with the phone that I like using in the iPhone. The other reason why people buy is FOMO. FOMO is the fear of missing out on a good deal, a popular trend or something that's limited uh, release or scarce that can drive people to make impulse um, purchase decisions. The last reason uh, that I want to talk about today why people do make motivated to make decisions when um, and to buy is personalization. So when things are customized um, or personalized, say with their name on it, then that is a great motivator for people to buy. Uh, if you think about Coke did a campaign um, on putting names on on the bottles. That was a huge campaign from them. I, I always think about the news agents that have that centre, um, the, the uh, stand with all the books, Christmas books on it, and their personalised named books. And I know I've bought them as gifts uh, just because they had their name on it for the kids. So there's some reasons why people... Uh, are motivated to buy. But put simply, people make decisions based on logic and emotion. So when there's logic involved, it's their rational thought process. Often there can be no urgency. However, in emotions um, on the other end of the scale uh, can actually drive impulse. And if it is an extreme impulse, they can sometimes regret it later. Essentially, people will buy what they're emotionally connected to. Sales is something that I have probably been doing. I've been marketing for three decades now and I've been selling for way longer than that. I mean, my first job in sales was selling gift cards at Flemington Markets when I was 12. Um, I used to sell skateboards and surfwear when I was 14 and fashion retail at 15. So I've been selling for a long, long time. By about 21, I started working in radio and doing advertising campaigns. And that's where I really learned the essence of relationship building and solution selling. The radio stations that I work for, the radio networks that I work for, invested a lot into creating, um, programs on solution selling. And, and at that stage when I'd entered it, because I was the young gun, there was a lot of older, um, stereotypical sales people, I guess, working in that industry at the time. And they would literally go out and, you know, wave a, a schedule of ads in front of, you know, clients and, and, um, and that's how they sold. They were just selling the radio schedule. They weren't selling what the transformation was and how they could actually help their business grow. And at that stage for me, I actually did a, um, a, a training course with an old um, body language expert and his name was Alan Pease. I don't know whether anyone knows. And if you do, I'd love you to um, send me a DM on Instagram if you've ever heard of him. Anyway, he came to town and we were working radio at the time and we sponsored his um, training session. It was one of the most powerful things um, that I've ever, ever done in my training and I still use it today. And it and it just talked about how we can adapt our um, conversations um, to different styles of learning and how we can prejudge people as well. Um, but more uh, importantly, it really came down to how we can provide solutions to people. So here's how I then transformed, um, I guess a lot of the, you know, the clients that never bought, um, into one of the biggest spenders in the, you know, the radio station I was working with, um, and many radio stations afterwards was because I was going out there building relationships with people, but instead of actually just presenting a, a sales, you know, radio ad schedule, I would actually create um holistic solutions because I would ask questions and just delve more into their business. I was generally interested at in how I could help them. And again, that probably comes back to my um curiosity of why people bought, but also my marketing hat started back then as well. So I want to share with you now five ways on what I've learned on how to sell without being salesy because I know it's a big turnoff. It's a big turnoff for me when I go into a place somewhere and I I get dished out the spiel. I'm like, really? like you're just selling it so you can either uh, reach an incentive or tick the box or you're not interested in me. And I see this, you know, in retail, I see this in um, wine tourism, which I've worked in for many years. You can go into a cellar door and, and people are literally dishing out the spiel to you of going, you know, this is a semi on it. It tastes like citrus and um, goes well with seafood. And firstly, the thing is, Instead of asking me, do I know anything about wine? Because if you do, you know that I already know about Simeon, so now you're preaching to the converted. Um. Two. Do I even like Semyon? Three. Um. Do I even like seafood? <laughs> so it's it's if you're just dishing out that spill, you're going to uncover that. Do I? Uh. Perhaps I have an allergy to seafood. Um. Perhaps you know citrus flavored wines are, are not my preference. White wines. I I like a light, um, medium bodied red instead. So if you ask questions, you uncover um things, which be, brings me to number one. So. Here's my top five ways on selling without being sousy. And the number one is to build a relationship. Now, you might be thinking, yeah, but somebody's walked into my shop and I've only got five minutes to, how do I build a relationship with somebody in five minutes? Well, I think it comes down to people always buy from people. And if you are dishing out the spill, people are going to catch onto that straight away. Uh, so how can you transform your sales bill into interest into the person? And sometimes it is about complimenting somebody on when they've walked in or gee, that's a nice um, scarf you're wearing. Uh, or it could be a simple thing as um, just striking up conversation of something that you've noticed about Somebody, and a great way to do that is what are the um, color of people's eyes? What is their name? I always introduce myself. It's like, hi, I'm Deb, and then people will often reply to, hi, I'm you know Peter, uh, and then all of a sudden, that's a barrier that's been broken down in in building a relationship. Um, people can spend months, even years, observing you before they buy. So, you know, be patient, lay the groundwork, and have a conversation, build relationships, ask questions um, in that time, because then people will think that you are generally interested in them when you actually start to take an interest in them. One of the things that I love to do is by building a relationship is, you know, when you ask questions, I love to find out one obscure thing about a person. It's like this, you know, thing of and I, and I always seem when I have conversations, when I have an opportunity to be in this in the sales environment, is to um, you know have conversations where I find out one obscure thing. And I always inevitably do. People reveal the most incredible things to me because of it. So if you don't have a physical store, how do you build relationships online? Uh, well, again, it is about having conversations and that's why video is so, so, so powerful in building relationships because just by putting up a static, you know, Canva tile, telling people what you do is being salesy. Where having a video up. Explaining things and showing things and demonstrating things. More importantly, the most powerful way that I find video being used to build relationships is in stories in something like Instagram. So, just by sharing a story a day and having conversations, like looking at the camera instead of saying, Hey guys, to everybody, speak to one person, have a conversation with one person on the other end of the lens. Educate. So, number two is educate. So, By positioning yourself as the go-to person and adding value to people, you essentially become the go-to expert or authority in your industry or um, for the product that you sell or, um, or service that you provide. And you do this through content marketing. So content marketing is where you're adding value to people and giving valuable information away. And by giving all this valuable information away, you're essentially educating people. And then when it comes to selling something, you'll often find that people will just come to you because rather than you having to ask. And that's the power of content marketing. The other thing that, uh, number three, uh, way to sell without being salesy is to ask and listen. I know, again, these are really obvious things, but when I think about, Uh, you know, working in cellar doors for many years is often people forget to ask. They just rattle off the spiel. You walk into a retail shop, they'll rattle off the spiel. And yes, you want to tell people about your product. We're excited to tell people about our product or service, but it's important to ask questions and listen. And asking questions is a practice that um, you can master because when you ask questions, you don't want, the person to feel like they're interrogated so it's a fine line between asking questions getting feedback uh, as opposed to that person going um, so what are you doing where are you staying where are you going how are you doing it um, so you want to have that give and take uh, ask and listen um, the other thing is listen more than you speak so when you're asking like really listen to the person really take it in Because often when we're selling something, we're like, I've got to tell the person about this. I've got to tell the person about that. And we forget to actually listen and take it in. And that's, again, a little bit of mindfulness there as well. So I'm such a talker. Uh, So I I have to remind myself to listen and be present as people are taking uh, the time to tell me uh, what they're here to share. So that's if you're in person, how do you do that if you're online and you've got an online business? Well, again, using social media, social media is all about being social. So use polls, use questions, uh, uh, ask uh, questions, surveys, get feedback from people, use feedback forms. It is a really, really powerful way to ask and listen to your audience. Number four is storytelling. I love storytelling that's probably why I love video so much is because it's really all about storytelling and it helps people visualize how they can use your product and how, um, how it solves their problem. I think this is why testimonials are so powerful as well. So when you're storytelling, you're visualizing in people's minds how that product or service has been used and how that product or service has solved other people's problems or your problem or, or situation. So storytelling is a really, really powerful way to help you sell without selling. And as I mentioned, testimonials. Get your uh, people to uh, your customers, your previous customers, to help tell the story of what you do and how you do it. Um, case studies are another really powerful way to, um, and again, if I'm thinking about online, uh, e-commerce businesses is that if you can use case studies where, you know, this business had this problem and this is how you solved it using this solution. And bringing me to number five of how to sell without being salesy is to explain. So, tell rather than sell. Um, People want to feel heard. They want to feel that you're presenting a solution tailored to them and their needs. They don't want to feel like you're just there to sell everybody the same TV in the store. Um, Many people will often um, sell the features, but not the benefits. So I want you to think about something when you are Uh, going to do a sales page for your website or do staff training is what are the benefits? How does this product or service transform that person? How do you explain in the way uh, if you do have an online business, for example, I think behind-the-scenes footage is so, so powerful for this. So, again, using stories in Instagram, um, otherwise, you know, using video, uh, in your, uh, social media is a really, really powerful way to explain what you're doing. And I'll often do this when I'm, you know, sitting, uh, at my desk, working on a project, uh, and I'll go, I've ju- just been working on my planning and here's my planning calendar. And I'm laying out all my, um, my, you know, campaigns and events for next year. Uh, this is This is my planner. This is how I do it. And explaining that helps people go, actually, I need that too. How can I get a copy of that? And so that's a really powerful way if you can explain and tell people what you're doing as opposed to like going, hey, buy this. But my bonus tip to how to sell without being salesy is also make it super easy for people to buy from you. And again, I know this sounds really, really obvious, but making it easy for people to buy from you is one of the most powerful ways that you can help people buy from you. And that is having simple calls to action. Do you have, you know, the price? Do you have the product? Do you have a really big call to action button on your email, um, on on your website, uh, in store, have you got the price displayed so people can just walk up? Is somebody at the till? Again, I know this sounds really basic, but it's, it's so, so, so important to remove any roadblocks, any barriers from people wanting to actually proceed and make a process to um, make the purchase because getting to that point especially if it's a an emotional purchase where they're like yes they're in the moment you want to be able to um to take the sale and get the sale across because for every mo- every minute for every hour for every day that goes by that you're not following up with that person is it, you've heard of you know warm leads hot leads to warm leads to cold leads. Well, the same thing happens when somebody's really in that mode of buying, then that's the time that you want to act. If you've got a physical business, take interest in people, ask questions not related to your customer, um, rather than just dishing out the spiel. If you're online business, start talking to people on social media, start explaining what you do, show behind the scenes, use video to Uh, communicate with your customers. Um, Content marketing, again, use content marketing to add value to people, give them lots and lots of information so they essentially come to you to buy without you even having to ask for the sale. Or when you are ready to ask for a sale, it's such an easy transition to actually go, yes, I'm going to buy to press the the buy now button. There are my final uh, five ways on how to sell without selling. I guess to leave you with a final thought, Zig Ziglar said, if people like you, they'll listen to you, but if they trust you, they'll do business with you. So having a strategy and a plan really helps you focus on how you can serve your clients um, that will essentially drive sales um, without having to hard sell. No one likes to be hard sold too. I don't. Um, If you'd like some support with your strategy or um, help planning out your campaigns or your content marketing for next year, I'm actually offering one-to-one sessions at the moment to give you clarity and direction. So you can actually book a 30-minute session on my website, which is debzabo.com backslash plan. Um, All the details, of course, in the show notes. Thank you for listening today. If something that you've heard today has helped you, it would mean the world to me if you could go on and leave me a review from wherever you're listening to and tag me on Instagram, which is debzabo underscore video. Also, if someone you know might benefit from the information in this episode, I really thank you for sharing. Honestly, it means the world to me. Until next episode, have a wonderful day and sell away.